Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show. Special guest at the bottom of the hour. Are you ready? Antonio Sabato Jr. is going to join us. He is an actor. He is a model. He is a writer. He is a producer. And, uh... And he's going to talk to us at the bottom of the hour about uh, why he's no longer a Republican. He's not a Republican. I know. I know and, you know, I don't know. We don't have a lot of choice, do we? Huh? No. So he's going to join us, like I said, at the bottom of the hour. I, I had mentioned earlier that uh, 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 Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry have filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration because uh, the Biden administration, the deep state, has been uh, censoring news outlets and big social media on everything from the Hunter Biden laptop to the election of 2020 to uh, COVID-19, the origin, skepticism, the whole deal. You, you know, and listen, has this ever happened to you that you've been told what you can and cannot say? Have you ever been told that what you said is disinformation or misinformation? Have you ever heard the words disinformation or misinformation before the government decided to shut you up? Have you? Never, never, never. And you do a little research and I discovered, oh yeah, Joseph Stalin used the word disinformation, disinformatia. And now we know that the government is knee deep in it. The government is knee deep in it. And I'm going to say right now, because there are uh, different government agencies that are working together. ICE, FBI, U.S. Secret Service, DHS, uh, Department of Defense, all of these funneling hordes of private cell phone information to data brokers and, uh, and then also uh, censoring what is on big social media. All right. So this is all government sanctioned. Here's a little bit more from uh, Josh Hawley. Money groups know all about it. They are emailing policy memos. He's talking about dark money groups. To the group, to the disinformation board and saying, here's what you ought to do. So you have this collusion between the liberal big money interests, between big tech. We know that the disinformation board was setting up a special arrangement with the big tech companies so that they could meet and coordinate their censorship. It's unbelievable stuff, Sean. Wow. And this administration has lied about it at every turn. And here is Jen Psaki. This is uh, July 15th of 2021, admitting that the, uh, the government actually flags problematic posts for Facebook. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government. She's so cute and she's a ginger. How could she possibly be so evil? Oh, they just manage. Government. Uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. Disinformation research. Uh, the only people who can say what disinformation is are the government, our government officials. They're the only people who can make something officially disinformation. And when they do that, they can regulate it and they can shut it down. And this means your thoughts. Office, we're flagging problematic posts for Facebook. What? What? Wait, wait, hold on. I thought Facebook was an was a, a independent company here. You're not legally allowed to uh, propagandize in private media uh, in a country that has the First Amendment. Office, we're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content so we're helping get trusted content out there we also create no they're, they're just trying to get the government narrative out there and shut down any disagreement that's what it is that's what it's all about <laughs> left wing here's uh here's uh josh holly and by the way i'll just go ahead and say it uh, i think the fbi needs to be defunded um i think it needs to be broken up 
Uh, I think that the good employees of the FBI, the field agents who, uh, you know, didn't raid Mar-a-Lago, uh, and uh, then that they should probably be retained in some way, shape, or form, uh, and the rest of the deep staters who used uh, politics in their duties to uh, to make law enforcement an arm of uh, the Democrat Party, uh, they should be fired and uh, brought up on charges. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh, and I also think the DHS, no, no, no. Uh, uh, no uh, breakup of the DHS. It, it's gonna. It's got to go away completely. One hundred percent. Erase. 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 Get rid of it. You know, like uh, a, a Stalin acolyte in his old photos. He used to do. Just airbrush him right out of there. That the Department of Homeland Security sits at the nerve center of federally directed censorship. That is a quote. At the nerve center of federally directed censorship. They have a whole operation, according to this judge, according to the facts presented in this case, and it involves DHS. It involves the FBI. It involves multiple other agencies that are using their power to track Americans, to conduct domestic censorship. Sean, I think it's illegal. I think it's unconstitutional. And we've got to get to the bottom of it and stop it. Remember when we found out about the DHS board and, and you saw that goofball Nina Jankowitz, who's a you know, millennial uh, academic who uh, has studied disinformation right and honestly the, the concept of disinformation cannot exist in a country that has the first amendment because somebody is going to decide what disinformation is and when the government is allowed to say what disinformation is their go-to is not about truth it's not about truth at all no 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 it's about their truth it's about what they want you to believe is true it's not about the truth. A little bit more from Josh Hawley. Because they, by the way, after they supposedly broke up the disinformation board, they were still working and they still are. Well, what we know is, is that these groups and one major group in particular was actually sending memos to this disinformation board, apparently advocating. Okay, I already played that. But you get the picture. You get the picture. That's what's going on. And that's why people are freaking out. That's why people are very concerned about, uh, well, Democrats are very concerned about uh, about Twitter and the acquisition of Twitter. You know why? Because uh, Elon Musk is going to blow it up. Not blow up Twitter, but he's going to blow up this cabal, and we're all going to know about it. We're all going to know about it. Elon Musk said that Twitter has failed to uh, trust uh, in trust and safety for a long time and has interfered in elections. What? Yeah. He's promised to release internal documents to uh, restore public trust in the company. I hope he doesn't get killed like all those, uh, all those cryptocurrency billionaires around the world are dying. Yeah, kind of weird. Dying in your sleep, dying in a helicopter crash, the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I just saw it, and I'm just throwing it out there. Musk further promised that uh, Twitter 2.0 will be far more effective, transport and transparent, and even-handed. Yeah, and, and even uh, Twitter, former uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey said that uh, they made a mistake shutting down the Hunter Biden laptop uh, store. He said they went too far. You know what? It's a little bit too late, though, because uh, they went on and they, they uh, of course, banned a lot of uh, celebrities. Uh, and they said that, you know, these opinions, like, for instance, James Woods, they said that his uh, tweets around the elections could uh, interfere with the uh, James Woods is going to interfere with the elections. Sure, whatever. During the 2020 election, Twitter also censored tweets from former President Donald Trump before eventually blacklisting him. Uh, Twitter censored another post from Donald Trump while uh, votes were still coming in from multiple states on election night. He tweeted, we are up big, but they're trying to steal the election. We never, we will never let them do it. Votes cannot be cast after the polls are closed. The next day he was gone. Just a little while later. 
the polls, the voting, the vote counting stopped in five battleground states exactly the same time. And in Atlanta, they said it was a water main break. There was never no water main break. There you go. Here is uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who's a very cute, you know, kind of cute like a Jin Sakai, but still tools of the uh, communist, uh, socialist, communist state. Here she is being asked about, would Twitter, uh, would the government try to shut Twitter down for posts it doesn't like? Which is absurd on the face of it. But uh, don't put it past them. When you say that you're going to be monitoring some of the speech on there, if you see something that you don't like, would you try to shut Twitter down? So look... You know. uh, this is where you would normally say, no, of course not. We have a First Amendment, and they can say what they say. We will uh, respond to it in the in the media if we see something that we disagree with. But we certainly would never attempt to shut down freedom of speech. That would be the right answer. When you when you talk about monitoring, you know, it is, uh, I, I hate to break it to you, Peter, just like everybody else, we very much monitor the news. We pay close attention to everything that you all are. Then we contact the DOJ and we go, hey, did you see that, uh, that uh, school board meeting in uh, Fairfax, Virginia, where those parents were saying they don't like CRT? Yeah, those are domestic terrorists. Go after them. Reporting and, and Twitter's in the news a lot. And so that's what we're paying attention to. We're paying attention to what is in the news and what is being reported on uh, on the misinformation. Yeah, so there you go. There's no uh, response to it, actually. No response to it at all. Just kind of a, an avoidant. No, we would never do that, even though they have been doing that. This is, uh, uh, well, actually, let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California. He's been holding. I apologize for that. Sean, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Uh, Merry Christmas. What's on your mind today? Uh, greetings from Libertardio. <laughs> Oh, I was just wondering. Uh, you know what? We should do our, our version of, like, Wakanda forever. You should do, like, Libtardia forever and cross your arms in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, I was just wondering, have you received the FJB badge for your... Conference? I did. I did. I did. I put the uh, FJB badge on my truck, and I got two of them. And I'm going to send one of them to uh, someone who uh, ran for governor in this country who I got to know as a friend. And I'm going to send it to him for his truck as well. But I won't say who it is. Okay. <laughs> yes. But uh, one thing that I have uh, observed uh, in this election is, it is uh, back in the 2020 election, I had certain rhinos around here saying that we can't look back at this election. We have to look forward to the next election. Sure. And we have to ignore all this uh, election malfeasance. Sure. And look forward to the next election. No, we've had the next election, and we have election malfeasance again. And mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of it's because we didn't, we didn't pay attention or take the lessons that we learned in 2020 and apply them. You know, um, Sean, I don't know where the pressure is coming for people to shut down discussion when elections are filled with uh, questionable uh, uh, practices like in Arizona, dear God. I mean, there could be no more clear uh, version of that. I mean, you've got the Secretary of State running against a conservative. Uh, She never debates. She never does appearances. She's in charge of the elections. The elections have been screwed in Arizona since 2012. She was put in charge of the elections. She didn't fix anything. Things were worse than ever in Maricopa County, knowing that 70% of the voters on Election Day would be Republicans. Uh, So, you know, if we can't ask those questions, if we have to move on, it'd be like, you know, going into New York, uh, being our, 
uh, robbed and, and beaten nearly to death, getting up and going, let's leave that behind us, go back to New York, and uh, and then get beaten again. It, you know, it really, really? How about we figure out who beat the hell out of us last time, and we kind of fix it? You know what I mean, Sean? Yeah, the, the, the other thing that bothers me about Maricopa County yes. and, and the fact that uh, Republicans mostly vote on the same day yeah. is they created a election trap by breaking all the uh, tabulators and uh, not having enough ballots. And well, Sean, Sean, I just, just, I mean, just step back. I want you to just look. Yeah. The the only county in America where these issues were predominant election day. No other counties in Arizona. Maricopa County. There you go. That should be enough to say, you know, we really need to look at this and maybe even consider uh, doing an audit or having another election. i got to take a break, Sean. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Got a little audio from Carrie Lake on the other side. And then, uh, oh, all sorts of, oh, all sorts of craziness. And Antonio Sabato, Jr., joining us at the bottom of the hour. This is The Rob Carson Show. The SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's The Rob Carson Show. Christmas. It's December the first, and uh, yeah, we uh, we're incorporating uh, Christmas music into the bumper rotation. We're going to mix it up. We'll have some regular stuff that, that I normally have on, and then we'll uh, then we'll add in like that the uh, Christmas music, and then we'll then eventually just go all Christmas bumps all the time. So there you go. Thought you should know because you know what? We need a little Christmas, don't we? I think we do. I think we do. Uh, if you want to, uh, to vote on uh, DeSantis or Trump, you can do it with our Newsmax poll. Just uh, text the word EVENT to uh, 39747. Uh, E-V-E-N-T to 39747. We're going to be uh, gathering your votes. At last check, I think uh, Donald Trump was ahead by between 15 and 25 points. So uh, people have not been uh, willing to listen to the words of those who have hated Donald Trump for the last seven years. They suddenly have not gone, oh, okay, midterms. Oh, okay, uh, Nick Fuentes uh, at dinner. Oh, yeah, definitely Donald Trump. Uh, let him go. No, that hasn't happened. So that is uh, that. Is that. Uh, a couple of other things here real quick. Oh, they got rid of the WHO's gotten rid of the term monkeypox. You know why? Because they're racist. They say that monkeypox is uh, racist and stigmatizing language. Only people who think that people of a certain race uh, apparently look like monkeys uh, and would change something like this, they're the racist. Because you and I don't do that. You and I, uh, this is a stupid, old, idiotic, uh, I don't even know where the hell this came from. But that, that these, uh, the WHO would literally change the term monkeypox because somebody, you know, they might offend somebody, or, or they said that it, it uh, says it minimize any ongoing negative impact of the current name and from adoption of the new name, and the new name, I don't know what the hell it is, it's like uh, evil white dude pox, or something. I don't know what it is, white uh, supremacy pox, and who, who, you know, but uh, honestly, only people who think that monkey pox, the name monkey pox is racist, they're the ones who are racist. I mean, honestly, it's really just, it, it really says a lot about those people who would come up with this. They're the same people, by the way, who said, oh, yeah, um, you know, George Floyd was murdered. Let's get rid of Aunt Jemima. It, it's like, let me step it in. I'll, I'll take care of this. What they are, white liberals, elites, stepping in, being offended for someone else, and then demanding change, even though change was not necessary. It happens all the time. 
happens all the time. It happened with the defund the police thing. You know, he had George Floyd dies. Oh, the police are the problem. Okay. So white liberals came out and said, we're going to defund the police. And meanwhile, black people are in the inner cities and they're going, "Uh, don't defund the police because a lot of people are going to die. Don't. No, no, we don't. No, no, I've got this. We got Aunt Jemima. We got the Redskins. We got Uncle Ben. And now we're going to take away the police. That's really the racism that exists. And it's not only here. We have a microcosm of it. We call them Karen. She is a white liberal that lives in suburbia in a cul-de-sac. And she likes to step in and be offended for those little people. Those little people of color. Yeah. Yeah. This is another funny story. A uh, new report is showing a, a growing trend of transgender people seeking surgeries to have both male and female genitalia. I was never trendy with anything permanent. That's why I don't have any tattoos. You ever notice that? You can be trendy. You know, I had the skinny tie in uh, college, and I wore, you know, faux leather pants in high school and zippers in them and all. I never got a tattoo, and I'm never going to gauge my ears like uh, doofuses working at uh, at uh, coffee companies that want to look like indigenous tribes in Africa, even though they're from, like, South Dakota. It's really kind of stupid. I think maybe they'll do the neck rings to extend their necks even further. But anyway, it's, it's again, it's that's, that's cultural appropriation, isn't it? I guess. Bizarre new trend. Yeah, uh, transgender surgeries, uh, people want to have both male and female genitalia. I can see where, you know, it might be kind of good to have occasionally, you know. So trans patients uh, who've undergone surgeries that allow for dual sets of genitals. (laughs) We used to say that something like that would make you mentally ill. And just, you know, throwing it out there. So, yeah, they, they, they want dual sets of genitals. <laughs> it's like, you know, you go on a date, you know, maybe you've dated a few times. She comes back to your place and you're like, uh, you're rifling through the drawer over here. And she's like, what are you looking for? Well, uh, I'm looking for the genitals that are going to fit the situation tonight. Just, just get them right, they're right in here somewhere. Uh, for the report, Vice spoke to Hyde Goltz, a 42-year-old non-binary biological woman and mortuary student. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> from uh, Minnesota's Twin Cities, uh, she, I guess, underwent a uh, vagina-preserving philaspapy, pla- phalloplasty, meaning they now have both uh, a vagina and surgically constructed uh, man parts. You can have both of them there. So I guess that's I guess that's a growing trend. I guess the positive is I think all Democrats ought to do this because we've been telling some Democrats to go bleep themselves for a long time. This is okay. I've been sitting on that line all night. <laughs> sitting on that line for a while. Uh, all right. So coming up, we're going to talk to uh, Antonio Sabato Jr. I've got uh, a bunch of more news coming, including did you realize that the uh, the uh, southern border is so out of control and the Biden administration is so afraid and, and they think they're they're keeping the truth from you. They are asking and forcing air marshals off of planes during the holiday travel season to the border to make sandwiches and pay, take people to the store. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. Antonio Sabato fans, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's The Rob Carson Show. Carson Show, and it is uh, December the 1st. Joining us on the phone 
is an actor, producer, home improvement show star. That's a big deal to me because uh, I watch it a, a lot of HGTV and, uh, and that sort of stuff. Antonio Sabato Jr. joins us on the phone. Hello, sir. How are you today? Hey, man, I'm fine. How are you? How's everybody doing over there? Buddy, I'm good. I want to wish you a, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, my friend. Thank you. Same to you. Merry Christmas, everybody, and all the listeners as well. This is a uh, this is the first time uh, me talking to you, and I want to I want to welcome you to the show. As with so many, uh, I'm a Gen Xer, and I've been following you for a very long time from General Hospital. Uh, Melrose Place was my deal. I was not a uh, I was a Melrose dude. You've done obviously a lot of things, including uh, fix it and finish it. By the way, I want to get to if you wouldn't mind, can we talk about home improvement programs in a second? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I have I have much to ask you about that because we watch a great deal of it in our home we either watch beat bobby flay or the property brothers or your show or <laughs> so i want to get to that but i want to ask you um let me ask you first and foremost i saw a video on your twitter feed about your party affiliation you are a, a conservative i think it's well established you are a conservative uh you have also the misfortune i guess to some degree of being a uh, uh a hollywood uh actor and performer and being an out-of-closet conservative. Um, when did that happen, and how has it affected your career uh, as somebody who works in a field that's so left of center? Well, I, I consider myself more than a conservative. Actually, I'm an independent. And my own, yes. I make up my own mind, and I urge everyone to make up their own minds and not follow the system, or as I call it, the matrix. The whole system, the world is being run by politicians and corporations and everybody makes choices for them and everybody follows like sheep you know for me yeah, personally yeah. i just i work in hollywood because i i've been an actor my whole life my father before me and I, and it's something that i love but i don't live that lifestyle yeah. i actually live in florida i live in florida but uh, the thing is uh, like i said it's not about conservatism here it's about loving your country having yeah. respect for yourself i mean look what's going on right now with everything with Balenciaga and all this other stuff and, 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 and children being attacked left and right. I mean, we're going to a whole new level of evil. So right now, I think if people want to want to deal with the truth and they got to face the truth and know that uh, we live in a world that is that, that has evil and also has goodness in it. But I think at the end of the day, we got to fight for the good. Yeah. And fight against evil, you know? Now, you know, for the longest time, and uh, I am, uh, uh, when you talk about New World Order and stuff like that, uh, that always has been, to me, uh, Alex Jones territory, uh, out there kind of stuff. And then I've kind of really uh, seen the worldwide movement that those save governing principles of uh, the New World Order are being used in our country and around the world. So it's no longer this, uh, you know, fringe idea. We see it. And for instance, we see this cabal of the federal government agencies working with big social media and the mainstream media to shut down free speech. Um, would you say that we are on the cusp of uncovering this finally? Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, where the country is headed with regard to freedom of speech and expression and politics? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, that's a good question. There's a lot of stuff there. But, yeah, I, I mean, freedom of speech has been taken away. So I believe our freedom of speech is really something that we have to fight for. Actually, we don't have freedom of speech anymore. That doesn't mm -hmm. exist. It's just uh, we like to believe, but it really is on a daily basis, especially when you deal with entertainment and news and media and and social media and everything like that. And you talk about those kinds of subjects. You can be deleted, blacklisted, and be yeah. shut down and completely be removed. You know, So we live in a society right now where – 
the world is run by people that they want certain things. But also, I believe that the evil is putting it in front of our faces has always been there. Child abuse, child trafficking, yeah. uh, sexual abuse of all kinds in Hollywood has always been there. We've, I mean, look at the documentaries about what Michael Jackson, the list goes on and on and yeah, on of things yeah. that actually happened that we know for facts. But people want to go and live in this la-la land that, that things are not wrong, that things are okay, that we, we love the, the business. But really, deep down, is a dark, dark world. We're seeing it right now. Yeah. Children are being affected. Children yeah. are being used as slaves and goes beyond in really dark places. So right now, you know, the truth is coming out because God wants it to be that way. But also the mm-hmm. evil is putting it in front of people's faces, and people don't want to deal with it. And when they actually see it and it's like in front of the, I mean, it's really splattered all over and they have no way by dealing with it. Then they're all surprised and go, oh, my goodness, look at this. I didn't think it was going to. But people have to get smarter. And I think as we're getting with more technology and science and everything else, people are getting dumber. And that's a very dangerous (laughs) thing because you've got to make up your own mind. You've got to be able to have your own choices, you know. Yeah. Now, um, I'm trying to wrap my head around this move toward pedophilia and the sexualization of our children and the yeah. reason and the reason being is i don't understand how you can be that evil uh but you know we we have discovered like this balance sayaga or whatever the hell the the uh, the, the the clothing manufacturer because yep. uh, yep. i'm not you know i'm not a kardashian follower i don't i don't i've never had that kind of money to buy the the designer stuff and they're ugly they're disgusting I mean, from the first moment that these things came out years ago everybody's blowing up wearing the stuff it's just because people are sheep and they yeah. follow and if the kardashians yeah. do it then we have to do it if alec baldwin does it by the way alec baldwin shot somebody over a year ago and now he's free i mean we live in a society where people don't take responsibilities we have the devil right in front of our faces and look they took our 10 commandments away they took god away they took family away they took i mean look we're 16 million unborn children were killed in abortions i mean you see it's not about being a conservative or you know all this it's more than that the evil is ruling this world and God is bringing all the stuff up to on the table, and people are really being affected by it because they can see it. And, uh, hopefully, let me, let me, it will you're, you're kind of um, you, you say you don't like to use the word conservative, uh, no. and, and a lot of times I'll say a libertarian leaning conservative uh, because there are some things. To me, for instance, um, I want a, a closed border, uh, you know, regulated immigration. I want a strong military, low taxes, low regulation. I, I am I am a I am a, a pro choice a pro pro life guy. Because I was adopted, and I found out in 2018 my mother was raped. That's why I was given up for adoption. And so, but but also, I'm like, I don't think the government should be involved in marriage. I think that a church decides they want to marry whoever, and God can figure it out after it. Uh, and I, I know a lot of gay people that love one another. If you want to spend their whole lives loving each other, I always told my children that the soul doesn't have a penis or a vagina. So I guess that makes me a libertarian. But that does not mean compel churches to marry gays in their in their churches. All right. So so what is what. How would you say that you, I don't know, you, you obviously have a, uh, a melange of views, but would you say that that's more kind of where you're leaning or, or what exactly? I think anybody should get together if they fall in love with somebody, have a life and call it a marriage. But also you have to understand something. Marriage is not marriage anymore. Marriage was between a man and a woman. It was yeah. also, I mean, now marriage is different and anybody yeah. can marry anyone and, and the laws have changed dramatically. But also you have to believe in the laws. Because that's, but, you know, when you're giving those vows and you're giving those vows for eternal vows to somebody else, whether you break them, as we sin all the time, we break vows and we break marriages and all that. But it, when you're saying those things, you've got to have appreciation and love for God because you're saying to God that your relationship is between you and this other person. So 
you know, so I'm just saying you can't contradict yourself. I think people should be together. And I think they legalized this marriage thing by being a political. It was all a political thing because yes. really for marriage, what do you get? I mean, taxes in yeah. California, if you're married to a man married to a man or married to the same couple, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't help you. It's got nothing to do with anything except uh, we want to just take away religion. We yes. want to take away God and all that. I agree. So I agree. People should be together and do whatever they want. But also, you can't contradict yourself and say, "I believe in this and I believe in God" in the same in the same sentence because it doesn't make sense. If you believe in God, then you have to be, be you know believable 100% into Scripture, into yeah. the Bible, into the Word of God, into into believing in Jesus Christ. So, I mean, there's certain things that you have to follow through. You can't say, "Oh, I'm a believer, but." I, I, I do all this on uh, behind closed doors, and but God knows. You see, God is watching, so it's not about me, what I'm saying. It's about what God is doing right now and in what you continue to do because, uh, you know, we're created individually, mm-hmm. amazingly created by, by the Lord, by God itself, and um, I well, think the best uh, is yet to come. You know? exa- amen. And this is what I say, sir. Um, we're talking to Antonio Sabato, Jr. Um, I believe that good will win. Otherwise, Hitler's nephew would still be in charge of Nazi Germany. Uh, so I believe that good will win. Uh, we are. I do believe right now there is, uh, I'm not a big uh, end of the world kind of thing, but I do think that we are coming to a precipice here. And I believe that yeah. good is going to win. I really have faith that good is going to win. We're seeing things like the DHS, the FBI, all of this being exposed, the deep state being exposed. All of this, uh, the positive we saw, uh, Donald Trump, he did the only thing that any president uh, that have only paid lip service to, but he did it. He got rid of Roe v. Wade by putting conservative justices on the bench. That was a gigantic move. Uh, stemming the uh, and by the way, have you noticed, Antonio? Have you seen any stories where you live of uh, of uh, back alley abortions and women being killed in mass? No. no, no. This is just the same propaganda. The media has so huh. much power, and they have so much power to spread lies. I mean, listen, Hitler became who he became because of the media, because mm-hmm. of the press, how he was able to, to infiltrate himself in all the Germans' homes, and before you know it, these German people. Where good folks, all of a sudden, they were able to kill six million Jews in the worst way ever done on this planet. Mm-hmm. So, those things are possible again, and they're happening right now. And we have to fight against it. Yeah. Um, and we have to look at the big picture about the human race, and also American as a society as the beam of light. Yeah. That's that's losing that beam of light every day. So. Yeah. I think it's worth fighting for. Oh, I think so too. I absolutely, uh, I absolutely believe that, and I believe we are at a uh, a crossroads here. And I do believe that good will win eventually, despite the chicanery of uh, uh, election fraud that I know is. I believe in my heart, absolutely one hundred percent, in Brazil. Uh, I do believe there was a great deal of it in 2020. Duh. You know why? Because I'm not stupid. Uh, Maricopa County, dear God in heaven. Uh, What are your thoughts on just on just on Maricopa County, just on what's going on there? President Trump, they cheat. They know how to cheat. They know the system better than anybody. They stick together. I mean, this far left community sticks together through anything. The most nonsense. Look at it right now. I bring back the Balenciaga. Balenciaga is a terrible act against our children in the worst way in front of our I mean, you see pictures, you see videos, you see it right there. And people in Hollywood are shutting up. It just shows you right now what state we're in as a planet, as human society, that they're not willing to fight for what is right because they're owned by the system. And that's a scary thing because they stick together. And if they can stick together through something like this, as evil as this, as mothers, as parents, as people that raise their children in the Hollywood community and to see this – 
that shows you what the big picture looks like, and yeah. that's a very dangerous one. Very good. Antonio Sabato Jr., could you, could you stick with us for through the break and come back? Because I really do want to touch on the, the home improvement programs and a couple of other things that I, sure. I'm very curious about. Would you mind? Yeah, no problem. All right, my friend. Hold on a second. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a sec. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline is Antonio Sabato Jr. And I want to talk to you real quick, Antonio, about uh, Trump DeSantis. You live in Florida, and a lot of people who've been nailing the coffin, uh, the, ca- the uh, nails into uh, Trump's casket for seven years, uh, decided decided the midterms would be the final nail, and then they decided that Nick Fuentes was the final nail, and then they said it's time to move on to to Ron DeSantis. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I ask everybody, if you put if you put Trump and uh, DeSantis in the same room and you said, who is owned by the system, DeSantis or Trump, what would you say? I would say owned by the system. Yep. Uh, certainly not Trump. There you go. And that's where the problem is. People don't understand that even though DeSantis and I'm a big fan, he's he's the ultimate uh, governor. He's done amazing things for Florida. But ultimately, at the end of the day, he's owned. Yeah. He's owned by the corporations. He's owned by those people. Trump is not. And that's where they're going to try to separate that. And that's where they're going to try to separate everything. Plus, I think DeSantis, as he was hired to finish four years, not two, should really consider about staying. Because yeah. if he splits the party, he has to give up that position. He has yeah. to completely say, I'm firing myself and I'm going to run for president. At that point, is he running for president for himself? Is he running for president because he's owned by the system? Or is he running for president because he wants to beat Trump? Now, that's just the Republican side. The, the other side, you're going to have uh, Gavin Newsom, for sure. Mm. You're going to have Michelle Obama, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So you're going to have people that are going to be raising billions of dollars. Not millions this time. They're going to raise billions. Yeah. So uh, the Republican Party has to really step up to a whole new level of organizing, of campaigning, of doing all. all that's why Trump started early, and that's mm. why this whole thing with Trump and DeSantis started, because he knows yeah. that, uh, you know, the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, all that stuff is a system. Yeah. And DeSantis is involved in that system, but Trump isn't. So you're also involved in real estate in Florida. Um, how is the real estate market in Florida? A lot of places, obviously, the, the interest rates are killing everybody. Some places yeah. are saying a 20% drop in uh, in uh, home sales and value next year. How's, how's it yeah. going there? With uh, you got an influx of people because Florida's, you know, people are walking. No, out. they're coming. They're yeah. coming, my friend. And they're coming there. And they don't even, they don't even care about the interest rates. I mean, we're looking at what, seven, whatever yeah, the highest yeah. numbers. But if you look back in the 80s, we look at the same interest rates. So uh, people that want to invest and they want to live happy and they want to live in clean environments and they want to be supported and protected by their governors, the police force. At this point, they have no choice. Yeah. Uh, they're moving. They're moving to Florida because they need those things. And they also need school systems and yeah. public school systems that are actually better. Um, so there's just a variety of situations. Plus, it's so hard to live in liberal states and liberal yeah. cities that they're forced to leave. But now California is also taxing everybody who's leaving right now. So even if you leave California, you'll be taxed for a very long time, even if you don't even leave, live in that state. So yeah. I say the sooner you can leave, uh, the better, because yeah. states like California will never be changed to Republican. No, they never will. They never will. And, and um, you know, the, uh, the thing about um, uh, Florida is – uh, you've got, the, for instance, Ron DeSantis, the, the, some of the school boards have turned over. They've already, I believe, five woke school uh, administrators uh, have been let go. So things yep. are starting to change. Because honestly, we don't have time for this transgender nonsense, sexualization of our children. Teach the damn classes. You already destroyed our kids with these COVID, COVID
idiocy and COVID, uh, COVID uh, uh, dictators around the country. It didn't happen in Florida. But uh, thankfully, Florida's doing it. I can see why there's so many people who are interested in going there. Let me ask you, yep. you, you got this show, Fix It and Finish It. You've been doing it for years. I, I'm just, I, the reason why, this is self-serving. Because well, we did it. We did it. We, that show was amazing. I know. Well. It's over. It's over. But it's over. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about the show. Uh, uh, because I'm curious because I love these shows. When mm-hmm. you were doing the show, what? Yeah. W- tell me about the audience that uh, that you would meet with those with those people, and what what brings well, them to shows like that? Because I have an idea. I know what it is, but but what do you? What is it about? Well, my show was very different, unique, and I and I hope that um, you know there's some ways that we can bring it back to life. Because I would love to. Our show was a different home every single day. I would yeah. go to 11 cities in yeah. almost a year, and we travel all over. Me and my crew. We did uh, from Tucson all the way to Virginia and Richmond and everything in between, New Orleans, you name it. We went all across the nation, and we would we would ask people if they needed some help, you know. And, uh, like, I would come in I and, and, and re- renovate an entire space in a house in yeah. one day. I would I would demolish and rebuild you a brand-new kitchen. And yeah. there was a lot of involvement from the community, and everybody kind of showed up. And I showed up in the morning at these people's homes. They had no idea I was there. And I would do five different homes a wow. week. So I would show up today at your house. I would build it. I would wow. finish it. You would come in. You would be blown away. These are people that were in need. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were people that lost their homes or lost parts of their homes because of financial things. And, um, you know, in New Orleans, it was because of Katrina and there was other situations. Just just helping folks. And it was amazing. I did a... Over 150 shows, 150 homes around how, the nation. How, how tough is that, dude? I mean, that was the toughest thing. My, no, no, no other host. I did all the demolitions and rebuilt with my team. Wow, that's that's 20 homes a month. You well, know? How, so, do you, how do you get everything ready? I mean, you go in, you find. How do you know what what you're going to need and all this stuff? Yeah, I had I had a team and wow. uh, and a pre-production of every single home, materials, wow. designers, uh, of the entire team in those cities to travel. They would take us. To get there, uh, and also, you know, we had to deal with snow. We had to Hard deal work, with the, man. We had to deal with the circumstances. So, and we had no other choice but finish it that, that, that day. So, if I broke a wall or I went through something and I had to fix that, that, and I had no time, I had to make sure that by tonight, no matter what. That house will be. Was See, be I, I like these shows. We watch these shows. We don't get, you know, sometimes my wife watches something on Netflix or whatever. I just think it's so good. I think those shows are so good, Antonio. I really do. And all I of the crap that's out there, I really, really do. Uh, we got about 30 seconds. Uh, what else are you working on? Where, where can people find you? And I want to have you on again sometime. I'm on my Instagram right now. I'm waiting on some projects, movies for 2023. I have a film coming out early in 2023 called uh, Grace by Night. It's a beautiful, inspirational film. It's just got love and heart and God and uh, and family and, and struggle and uh, and just inspiration. It's the Rocky of 2023. I it will be it. out early next year, Grace by Night. So look for that. And also just get in touch with me through Instagram and, and Twitter and all that stuff that's right. under my name. Antonio Sabato Jr., if I don't talk to you again, Happy New Year and a very Merry Christmas and God bless. Thank, Thank you, sir. All right, let's you. take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and this would be the last hour of the show. Hi. Welcome to it. We are going to talk uh, very shortly. Elon Musk is a pretty amazing dude, and um, he's doing some things that could help people walk again. Could help blind people see again. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, and a lot of people are. Oh, I don't know, you know, but you know, think about what he's done. 
him and Richard Branson, most more so Elon Musk. Elon Musk flew uh, Captain Kirk at 93 years old into space and brought him back safely. He took everything that NASA did in 60 years and uh, replicated it in many ways, shape, or forms in about a couple of years. He has literally taken very large rockets, you know, a couple hundred feet high, launched them into orbit, brought them back, landed them by each other simultaneously on floating pads in the ocean. All right? So if you doubt that uh, he could maybe create a Neuralink that could help people who are paralyzed walk again, or the deaf hear, or the unsighted see, they might want to pay attention. Either way, it'd be great. It would be great, wouldn't it? My God in heaven, it would be great. No, I got some stories I want to share with regard to. Oh, oh, just real quick. Um, if you are considering birth control, it could make you a lesbian. I just I, this is I'm reading it. I'm just reading it. I didn't come up with this. I'm just saying. Here it is. Uh, one uh, can birth control make you a lesbian? A number of people, women, say their homosexuality was waking up after starting on the pill or coming off the pill. Studies suggest there, there have been some truth to the unlikely side effect. Changes in sex hormones caused by birth control play a role in partner attraction and mate preferences. Anecdotal evidence of birth control altering women's sexual uh, preferences are plentiful on sites like Reddit. From uh, weight gain to nausea, uh, menstrual cycle changes, the pill has a long list of side effects, but apparently an unlikely uh, side effect is that uh, uh, oral contraceptives uh, have apparently turned some women gay. So apparently uh, there's some evidence the combined uh, progestin-only oral contraceptives can alter how women perceive attractiveness. I guess the best birth control would become a lesbian. To be honest, I mean, honestly, why cut out, just cut out the middleman? There you go. 2013 study studied 55 straight women used a computer program in a lab and allowed them to manipulate human features and photographs of different men and women. That session, 18 uh, women were given a prescription for daily birth control, while the rest were given uh, were not. Both groups returned three months later uh, to find the similar uh, attraction test, and they found that women who had uh, gone on the uh, pill preferred images of males with less masculine features than their non-pill counterparts. So you like uh, feminine guys, or you become a lesbian. Either one when you take your birth control. Which, again, I mean, honestly, lesbian is probably the best birth control you could imagine. I don't know. Just... Just thinking out loud here. Just thinking out. Hey, how about a palate cleanser? How about a little holiday song? I think that'd be nice. Here's a new one from Jim Gossett. Here comes DeSantis Claus. Oh, here comes DeSantis Claus. Here comes DeSantis Claus. He's the next big thing. Mitch McConnell says you could vote the for him. The media pretends to like him. His praises, they and all Paul say. Paul Ryan loves him. Yeah. It makes me sick because it's a trick to get Trump out of the way. Yeah, yeah. If he beats Don, they'll turn on Ron. They'll support DeSantis no way. Oh, here comes the Santa Claus, here comes the Santa Claus, he's got lots of fans. <laughs> All right, oh, act like they support him, but they've got other plans. <laughs> They'll try to use him, then abuse him, the goal is ruining Trump. Oh, yeah. They prefer a wimp like Pence and a Santa's clothes they will don. Pence will never be the president. We better stick with Trump. And neither will Larry Hogan, the uh, governor of Maryland. Never going to be the president. It's not going to happen. Uh, I hate to tell you this, is, is, as long as, uh, and, and I know there are a lot of Trump supporters of all age groups, uh, until they're gone, the Republican Party ain't going back.
They're not going back to where they used to be. This ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. Not one little bit. Uh-uh. I don't think so. So if you think uh, Rhino, like uh, Mike Pence, is the future of the party, you're out of your nut. You really are. Because Donald Trump went to Washington, D.C. and did what he said he was going to do. That's pretty amazing. Okay, now I've been promoting this a little bit. Air marshals, listen to this. So the DHS, Alejandro Mayorkas, needs to be impeached. The DHS needs to be defunded and gotten rid of. It's an evil, jackbooted Stasi. That's, actually, they're not the Stasi. They're the administrative. The FBI is the Stasi. I'm not meaning to be pejorative. I'm telling you the truth. That's how they're acting. And they've worked with Facebook and Twitter to shut down free speech. And they're working with left-leaning groups, many of them funded by George Soros, the Democrat Party. It's all there. And even more is coming out. And it's going to get so big and ugly, you won't even be able to stand it. U.S. air marshals are planning to rebel over a Biden administration plan that would reassign them to the southern border. Dozens of marshals have agreed to refuse an order that would have them driving, feeding, and caring for migrants. This is the insult to injury thing. This is the, the thing that I mentioned earlier before the midterms. The Biden administration, what they like to do is they like to make a mess and then rub your nose in it. So basically, uh, this, this order, the administration's order, to, uh, would remove federal protection from 99% of commercial flights during the holiday season, the busiest time for uh, air travel. David Londo, the president of the Air Marshal National Council, said the rank-and-file air marshals are going to refuse to deploy and risk termination. You're almost going to have a mutiny of a federal agency, which is unheard of. Morale is so destroyed from this, he said. I've never seen anything like it. I tell you what, Alejandro Mayorkas, you soulless little gargoyle. <sighs> DHS ordered a minimum of 150 air marshals to the border on December the se- we'll, They'll go to December 7th. Air marshals are being asked to perform menial tasks like heating up sandwiches, driving migrants to the hospital, waiting inside for hours, effectively babysitting adults who are already in confined spaces. These highly skilled air marshals are being made to perform mainly law enforcement, civilian humanitarian services. This is obscene. And here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, the mousy Marxist. She's a mousy little Marxist. She's so cute. Oh, my God, she's just so cute. You just want to hug her? Yeah, yeah, you do. No, not really. Uh, here she is lying about uh, President Trump or President Biden going to the border. Yeah, you know, the border's a big deal. Five million people come across the border because Joe Biden has wrecked it. Democrat policy has wrecked it. They've done it on purpose. It's an illegal invasion of our country. It's causing death by the thousands, by the thousands. Child sex trafficking like it's never existed in this country. I can go on and on. But here she is. Oh, yeah, President Biden's getting to the border. No, he hasn't. To the border, the possible next speaker says that he wants him to go with him. So is he going to? So, look, uh, he's been there. He's been to the border. No, he hasn't. You're high. Uh, and since he took office. When, when did he go to the border? Since he took office, the President Biden has been uh, taking action to fix our image. Oh, she just pivoted that. Did you hear that? He didn't go. She just pivoted. Listen carefully. Since he took office, the President Biden has been uh, taking action to fix our immigration system. No, he hasn't. Tell me one thing. Tell me one thing. Don't you think maybe the first thing you should do is visit the border? Oh, but he he, uh, he created a uh, border czar. The vice president has been really quiet lately. Have you noticed that? And has she been to the border? She hasn't either. Huh. And secure our border. And that's why on day one, he put forward an immigration uh, immigration reform, a piece of legislation uh, to deal with uh, what is currently happening at the border. By the way, 
border guards are preparing for a collapse of the migration system. Title 42 ends before Christmas. They literally are expecting a full-blown collapse of the system. The policy is set to end December 21st after Joe Biden's administration previously attempted to nix the program altogether. Uh, Yeah, good to know, right? Good to know that not only do we have a, an illegal border crossings with terrorists coming across, with criminals coming across, uh, and then now we know that they're literally taking air marshals off of planes to go feed sandwiches to people in shelters coming across the border before they're released wholesale in the population. Yeah, you voted for this, right? Did, didn't you? No, you didn't. Here she is uh, blaming the fact that there's a border problem on Republicans because they won't work with Joe Biden. We're not seeing that from Republicans. We're not seeing a willingness to work with us on, on um, you know, fixing a situation that's been around uh, for decades now. Joe Biden's been in Washington for 50 years. All of the problems that were there are still here and they've gotten worse. Uh, instead, they're, they're doing um, political stunts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, here is a, uh, I'll play a little sample of this. Project Veritas uh, decided to speak to whistleblowers with regard to what's happening in the border and how it's been a, a boon to child sex trafficking. It's happening. This in combination with massive fentanyl overdoses, particularly a gigantic increase in kids between the ages of 12 and 17. And this administration is doing nothing about it. The tax dollars of people who are listening are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. I said, I need to make you aware. And they said, Tara, that we don't get sued by traffickers. A government whistleblower has stepped forward to Project Veritas to detail her harrowing experience at the Department of Health and Human Services. In 2021, this whistleblower volunteered to assist HHS with the placement of unaccompanied minors and was deployed to the Migrant Emergency Intake Site in Pomona, California. There, she witnessed the agency failing these children, as she puts it, doing the work of the cartels on your tax dollars. These vulnerable children We care for them, we clothe them, we feed them. With your dollars and my dollars, we fly that product directly to the trafficker. God forbid it's sex trafficking. Project Veritas embarked on a nine-month investigation across the country to corroborate our whistleblower's claims. So he attempted to traffic children, and he's still at address in Texas. Yes. We have 44 unaccompanied children at that address. We have 25 unaccompanied children at that address. Project Veritas put... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. How can this happen in this country? How can we allow it to happen? How can a uh, deaf ear be turned to it? How can a blind eye be turned from it? Huh? Unreal. Uh, On the other side of the break, I'm going to share with you what's going on in the country with regard to uh, fentanyl from the southern border. It is uh, shocking and disgusting. I want to get into the uh, Elon Musk neural link. This is uh, amazing. We have seen so much happen in our lives that have changed things for the better and sometimes for the worse. This could be the ultimate game changer. Let's take a break and come back here listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Harry Connick Jr. Like Harry Connick Jr., love Michael Bublé. Oh, my goodness. Both of them are uh, incredible. Great treatments of uh, Christmas. 
Christmas music. We are doing uh, Christmas music bumpers because, you know, it's uh, December the 1st. It is. It's December the uh, 1st. So uh, the best to you and yours. What a, before I get back into this, uh, mention this Newsmax poll that's going on. If you want to vote uh, Trump or DeSantis, uh, just text the word event to 39747. 39. 747, the word is event, E-V-E-N-T, to 39747. We'll be announcing the uh, poll results here very shortly. Make sure to make the switch to Newsmax, too, by the way. I'm going to be broadcasting live from the Newsmax studios in New York City next week, so we'll have some fun with it for sure, for show. Something that I've been, uh, I always say one of my mantras is entertain, inform, and motivate people to do good. And I feel like if you have the uh, the platform of a um, broadcaster, you should use it to impact people's lives in a positive way. And so I've been working um, <clears throat> inner city communities, trying to straighten out the nightmare that's happening on, and particularly in the African-American community in inner cities. Been working with uh, prevention of child abuse, um, fostering and adopting kids, <clears throat> What's happening on our southern border with regard to child sex trafficking? And then you see things like this Balenciaga, uh, you know, ad campaign that's blatantly pedophilic. You've got uh, college professors uh, leaving when they said that uh, they are there are minor attracted people. Then you've got, uh, uh, you know, schools. <clears throat> They've allowed this uh, sexualization of children starting in kindergarten. I mean, what the hell is going on? I usually, uh, the song, when I was a kid, I remember the first music that I was exposed to was rock. And I'd go into my sister's room when I was a toddler. I was like four. And I'd go listen to uh, uh, Led Zeppelin's first record and uh, and then uh, Black Sabbath. Um, the uh, the album was Paranoid. And there's a song, War Pigs, and there's this one line. It says, Satan laughing spreads his wings. And you got to kind of wonder if Satan looks at this and goes, ha, 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 it's working. It's working. And we got to stop it. Fentanyl deaths in L.A. County soared 1,300% between 2016 and 2021. As a mother of a teenage son who died of an overdose, warns drugs are killing everyone and anyone. 1,500 deaths in L.A. <clears throat> in 2021, up from 109. This is, this is sickening. Julie Shamash, Los Angeles mother and advocate, lost her 19-year-old son, Tyler, to a fentanyl overdose in 2018. To the parents out there that think, not my child, think again. This is killing straight-A students, track stars, all races, all religions, all socioeconomic groups. Dr. Gary Sai. Director of Substance Abuse and Control Division at the L.A. Department of Public Health told the Los Angeles Times that the numbers uh, the, the, the suggest a lot of people are dying before they have the chance to make it to the emergency room. We're taking a matter of minutes where someone can ingest a pill and they can stop breathing. If someone doesn't come across them and administer Naxalone, then it's over. <clears throat> 2021, fentanyl was a factor in 55% of overdose fatalities in the U.S. In the 12 to 17 age group, 92% of those who died from an overdose tested positive for fentanyl. Did you hear what I just said? 12 to 17-year-olds. Donald Trump, when he made his announcement that he was going to run for president a couple Tuesdays ago, He said death penalty for drug dealers, to which I would say, hell yeah. 
unbelievable. Then there's this. Older people, drug and alcohol deaths, over 65s, have more than tripled in the last decade. 17,000 dying in 2020 alone. CDC revealed that 8.8 per every 100,000 Americans 65 and up died of an overdose in 2020, up from 2.4 in 2000. But the government doesn't care about that because they want you to die after 65. I wish I were kidding. They don't. They don't care if you live past 65. You get to 65, you can start, you know, benefiting from uh, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. They don't care. They don't. They don't. Absolutely believe this. And here's this. Alcohol, the source of 11,616 deaths in this age group, rose 18% from 2019 to 2020, jumping from 17 to 20 per 100,000. There's a lot of uh, depression out there. There's a lot of uh, loss of hope out there. Um. Here's a story. <clears throat> Zach Didier. His father gave a, a harrowing account of finding his son slumped over a desk. He accidentally overdosed on fentanyl. He said he screamed for his other son to call 911, adding, when you approach a dead body, there's a void there, and I never sensed that before. I knew my son was dead. Zach Didier a uh, star high school student in the middle of applying to colleges became a tragic statistic in the fentanyl crisis, December 27th of 2020. He bought several pills over Snapchat that turned out to be fentanyl. His parents, Chris and Laura, are now desperately trying to raise awareness of risk to help spare other parents the unimaginable pain of losing a child suddenly to an overdose. This is a poisoning. This is a poisoning by the country of China and the cartels in Mexico. And I will say what I've said before, that the next president of the United States, God willing, it is Donald Trump. I pray that he will say, you tell Mexico that they shut down the border this week, all travel and all trade-ins with Mexico, and we will send special ops in, we will send drones in, we will paint targets, meaning drug manufacturing facilities and drug lord mansions and government uh, agencies that are involved in this, and we will blow them to kingdom come. You understand that? And we can do that because you know what? Mexico is a sucker fish on us. Okay? We're the big dog. That's what needs to be done. On the way, Elon Musk's Neuralink and Barbara, you hold on. You'll be up next. It's the Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. Merry Christmas, everybody. Today's December the, uh, the 1st. It's kind of funny. The, uh, the only school that I've heard of that would uh, ban uh, Christmas music on school buses is a, uh, a school district in Washington State. And uh, the school district is called Evergreen Public Schools. <laughs> they banned and then quickly unbanned the playing of Christmas music on school buses. Yeah. The memo... Uh, from the school district, <clears throat> Christmas music with students on board. It read, refrain from playing Christmas music while students of any grade level are on your school bus. Are you out of your mind? We want our students who do not celebrate to feel safe and comfortable on the bus and those who have opportunities outside of school to sing their songs. The memo was signed, Yvonne. 
Yvonne Gaylord, the uh, district's transportation secretary there. Um, Frosty the Snowman. Is there anything? Frosty the Snowman. I have no mention of Jesus' name in that one. I know, maybe I'm wrong. <clears throat> Hold on a second. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger had a very tiny nose. Go to church and only be a Christian. No, it's not a part of it. No, they're just uh, they're just uh, Christmas songs, and they're fun, and kids love them, and everybody sings them, you know. And and it just it just so happens that uh, uh, you know again Christmas there's a non secular obviously a gigantic section of Christmas that is non secular, but the cool thing is they made it kind of fun, you know. Don't forget the unless I'm not don't. Of course I know the original meaning of Christmas. Okay, I know. Don't get on me about that. Because I go to church on Christmas. I, I'm not the best church girl in the world, but I know what it's all about, okay? But you know what? Uh, Christians kind of made, uh, made the holiday really, really fun and cool, you know, and, and made it into the most benevolent and kind and wonderful and giving holiday in the history of the world. One that is, is so benevolent and kind that it feeds people, <clears throat> gets people clothed. It reminds us of uh, where we're from and what we have and what we're thankful for. And this whole season is a glorious thing. And it's all based on Christianity. And uh, honestly, uh, kids love Christmas songs. And I don't think anybody sits on the bus and goes, Oh, you just sang a song about Frosty the Snowman. I feel so unsafe. Your words are like a fist. Oh, really? Whatever. Well, anyway, they decided to go ahead and allow. They, they said that uh, the guidance uh, has already been amended and holiday music is among the music options that bus drivers can choose to play on their buses. There you go. Whatever. Honestly, just done. I started saying years ago, I say Christmas, get over it. I say, I say Christmas, get over it. And, and, I, say, and, it's, and I live in a place, it's kind of cool. <clears throat> I mean, I don't plan on living in uh, you know, Johnson County, Kansas the rest of my life. Nothing against it. I just need to be near water and history and mountains. That said, <clears throat> you can say Merry Christmas here anywhere, anywhere. You know, I went over to, uh, to Kohl's the other day. Because I'm buying some clothes for the trip to New York, you know. And Kohl's is kind of crazy. You go to Kohl's, and if you got enough Kohl's rewards, they will pay you to shop there. <clears throat> it's insane. You got enough Kohl's rewards, they're going to give you money back sometimes. You'd be like, oh, you okay? You got uh, 12 pairs of uh, pants there and the socks and the underwear and the beanie. One that's thirty nine ninety nine, forty nine. With your Kohl's reward, we have to give you $200. It's, it's kind of weird that way. It's not exactly that way. But when you get to the register, you're going to go, why have that many rewards? Oh, my God. I know it's a trick, but it works. But anyway, I go over there, and I, and I told her, I said, hey, Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you. It's not Happy Holidays. It's Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. They say it, too. It's, 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 it's kind of nuts. And, and here's a joke. This is a joke I made up last year. I write my own material. This is a Rob Carson original dad joke. Uh, and let's get Barbara on the phone. Barbara in Baltimore. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Hey, Rob. I got to so tell you my joke. I got to tell you. I got to tell you my joke first. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right. Where, where, where does Santa go uh, shopping for all the bad kids, all the naughty kids? At the coal mine. Coals. Coals. Oh, What's up with you today? Uh, how are you? I, uh, I'm just, I was out driving around and I stopped because. I'm just so grateful to you for this story that you're doing right now about this trafficking. The yeah. first time I heard it was from Laura Logan. A lot of people seemed like they were running from it a couple of days ago, but yeah. now they can't run from this thing anymore. It yeah. is. This is the worst thing I've ever heard 
And I found out also, uh, listening to this stuff last night, that a lot of these fashion houses, some of these celebrities, are in with that Balasarnago. There's a comp- the, the yep. fashion thing with the sadomasochism doll, uh, like grooming these children to be tortured. It, this is unbelievable that in this country, in this country, we're allowing it. Taxpayer dollars are being used for it. We've got kids being picked up, and uh, as it was described, they were flown in, the buses picked them up, and the buses were speeding and dropped them off in groups, in cars, to people who had no idea who these people are. Horrendous. It's horrendous. It is. Uh, it's sickening, and it has to stop. And the people who are doing this need to be found, and they need to put be put down like dogs. I'll just be honest. Uh, there's no room for it. And I'm going to tell you something. It's it's interesting because, um, uh, like for instance, where I live, and I don't know if this is where uh, where you live, Barbara. I know you live in Baltimore, <clears throat> but you'll see these uh, strip malls all over the place in uh, Missouri, Kansas, and and you'll it's the you know the strip malls is generally a, a payday loan place and a liquor store, and then you see this Asian spa. You ever see those? They're literally two two Asian spas near my home, within one within a half a mile of my home, and yeah. and you always see people going in there. And you think in a spa that women are going to go in there and get a mandy petty? You never see. You just see guys going there, men going in there when the lights go down, and they have their hats over their heads and they go in there. And you know who's in there? Those kids. Those are, uh, that's exactly right. I believe that. Uh, it's, it's horrendous. I got to tell you something else. I heard breaking news today. This controversy that a lot of people are having, some of the very prominent people are coming out that uh, Kevin McCarthy is the person who should be the leader. I want you to know that today Republicans secretly voted, the Republicans voted to secretly to keep earmarks. They are supposed to be the responsible people. This is the beginning of Kevin McCarthy's leadership, and he does. It was fifty-nine Republicans who who said no, but the majority went along with it. That's what his leadership is going to be about. And John Boehner is coming back to D.C. I heard John Boehner was in D.C. I heard John Boehner. Yeah. God. You know what? They just don't. They don't get it, do they, Barbara? They don't get it. I'm telling you, Kevin McCarthy isn't the one. I love Mark Levin, but he's berating people. He is wrong. He is wrong. Kevin McCarthy is not the one. No, you know what? Who, you know, I, I would, I would do Jordan. anything to see Jim Jordan. Boom! You are exactly right. Jim Jordan is a fighter, and he and, proves and, it every and, day. Yes, and whoever is whoever is the leader should come from that fifty-nine who said no to earmark. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent, Barbara. Thank you hey, so much for taking my call. You have a wonderful weekend, and Merry Christmas to you. And one other thing about Josh Hawley, I want yeah. you to think about. It. You said you called him to get on your show. Have you ever seen Josh Hawley laugh? Yes. Those eyebrows always tight. <laughs> That's why. He's a good guy. Always, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't. He doesn't let it down until he gets home. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right, yeah. Barbara, have a glorious day. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Okay. I'm gonna do now. I want to mention this. This is remarkable. This is the UK Daily Mail. Elon Musk confident Neuralink brain chips will cure blindness and restore mobility as he aims for human trials in six months. He says it's like replacing a piece of the skull with a smartwatch. 
His company, Neuralink, is developing brain chip interfaces. These could enable disabled patients to move and communicate again. Oh, my God. They, uh, they put a, a brain implant in a monkey, and the monkey started off using a joystick to play video games and then is able to play like Pong with its brain. And if you saw the video, mm, whole, whole hell of a lot better at Pong than I am. I'll tell you that. Millennials, that was the first original video game. It came back out in the early 70s. And it's just two little bars, and you hit a square ball. Bing, bong, bing, bong, and it's just ping pong, which is, uh, I guess it's now, they're calling it table tennis. You can't call it ping pong. It's racist or something. I'm not even sure. So anyway, wireless device developed by the brain chip company Neuralink is expected to begin human trials in the next six months. One is of its first is to target applications restoring vision. In, in my life, I've had the uh, opportunity, and I don't know how it is actually, uh, how I've been afforded it, but I've had uh, at least three friends who were uh, blind, completely blind. In high school, a guy named Monty that I knew, completely blind. We hung out together. He was a bass player. And then when I got to college, uh, Andrew Stamer was a friend of mine, complained, blind. <clears throat> Unfortunately, he uh, committed suicide a couple of years ago because being blind in our society is a B word. Getting a job as a blind person or a deaf person, can you imagine being more marginalized? You can't. You cannot be more marginalized than the blind or the deaf, particularly the deaf. Particularly the deaf. Blind people can talk to you. I think that Sign language should be taught in every school. Absolutely. Sign language, Spanish, then French. Whatever. I did French. But I think it's wonderful. I've also known a good deal of people who are um, paraplegic, quadriplegic. Uh, I work with an organization called Friends and Service of Heroes. They give um, wheel track wheelchairs to veterans who've lost the ability to walk so they can hunt and fish and get out in the woods in these tanks. They're like 18K a piece, and fish, friends in service of heroes, gives them. And I've seen people change their life, including a 21-year-old man. He was in basic, 21 years old, had an accident in basic, quadriplegic. That changed his life. Oh, dear God in heaven, would it be glorious for a Neuralink to fix that? Would it be glorious for a Neuralink to allow the blind to see and allow the deaf to hear. Now, they obviously have the uh, cochlear implants, and they work, and, and uh, they're miraculous. You ever watch the videos where you see the little kid get a cochlear implant, and they turn it on to hear mommy's voice for the first time? It's remarkable. It's remarkable. Rush Limbaugh had cochlear implants. And the thing that uh, I learned about <clears throat> cochlear implants, because uh, I was close to the Limbaugh program, obviously, um, like, for instance, Rush kept the same bumper music for all 30 three years of his career. Same bumper music. You know why? Because when he went deaf, he could only hear noise when he heard new music. Okay, I, I can't explain it because I'm not deaf, never been it. He said a couple things about being deaf. He says, you've never experienced silence until you've turned off the cochlear implant. And there's nothing. Not even your heartbeat. Nothing. Nothing. And the other thing was he didn't, he changed, it changed how he heard things. And so a lot of the bumper music, the new music, he could play an old song from the 80s or whatever, but new music was noise. It was confusing and awful. He also, when he spoke in public, he had a hard time hearing. He couldn't really take 
questions from the audience because it was all noise. There was so much noise in the audience. It had to be silent. So when I met him, that became very true, and I and I had to be very close and had to be quiet when I talked to him. And, but it, it's very interesting. So um, anyway, there's uh, uh, much. Uh, uh, Musk has approached competitor Synchron earlier this year about a potential investment after he expressed frustration to Neuralink employees about the slow progress. Synchron crossed a major milestone in July by implanting its device into a patient in the United States for the first time, and it received U.S. regulatory clearance for human trials in uh, 2021, and he has completed studies in four people in Australia. That's called Synchron, which kind of sounds like Skynet. I don't know. You don't want that stuff to become self-aware. Neuralink, uh, their system consists of a computer chip attached by tiny flexible threads stitched into the brain by a sewing machine-like robot. The device picks up signals from the brains, translated it to motor controls. Guys, we're going to see this. I think that we're going to see this in our lifetimes. I really do. And again, this is coming from a guy who literally has been in space travel for less than a decade. And he took everything that NASA did, and he actually took like a, 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 a rocket full of people, including, including Captain Kirk, into space and brought him back safely. And he is flying reusable rockets uh, into orbit, and they return and land upright Beep, just like that rocket in, Mar- you know, um, Marvin the Martian and Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny's on the on the rocket, you know, involuntarily, and he lands on the planet. And there's Marvin the Martian right there. Just like that. <laughs> Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's The Rob Carson Show. So I was just looking at the Heirloom Soup Beans site, and that guy, that handsome guy there on the uh, front of the page is me, you know, with my uh, my Heirloom Soup Beans, the uh, glorious $95 package that they've literally cut the price in half for uh, Christmas, uh, HeirloomSoupBeans.com. Uh, like I said, you, you can actually see the box. I'm holding it right there. And then behind me is our, our Christmas tree, which is this Norfolk pine we bought at Walmart like 15 years ago. It's now taller than me. And uh, there you go. So heirloomsoupbeans.com. It's a $95 package. It'll take you through winter. You'll be making chili. You'll be making lentil soup. You'll be making ham hocks and beans, whatever you want to make. Uh, I mean, unbelievable, high-quality, super, half-price, heirloomsoupbeans.com. And I'll have that on uh, social media as well. And look at how handsome I look. Oh, my goodness. That's my gift to you. Actually, it'd be the worst gift ever, a picture of me. But anyway, uh, before I go, I want to mention uh, it looks like um, in the uh, Arizona election, GOP turnout was up. Democrats were down substantially, actually. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, Maricopa County had 64% uh, voter participation rate in the midterms, about 8% above the average, 56 going back to the 1970s. Uh, 75% Republicans turned out voted, according to uh, Jarrett. And in 2018, the GOP turnout was about uh, a percentage point lower. And the Democrats' uh, rate uh, uh, percentage rate was, hold on one second, it was uh, 75, about 67%. This is Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake uh, spoke yesterday. I believe this was with Bannon. And, and I'm going to tell you, uh, this has to be figured out. We have to uh, do a recount. They have to do an audit of this election. If this election is allowed to stand, then Democrats can get away with anything, 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 anything. you got the Secretary of State in charge of the elections, uh, refusing to recuse herself from running against a 
conservative. You got two people on the election boards in Maricopa County. You did a pack, created a pack to defeat Carrie Lake. You've got all sorts of uh, failure in Maricopa County, almost exclusively Maricopa County in mass. This has to be investigated. Here's Carrie Lake. But we will fight this in court. We'll go through the system the way we have to because we can't go to another election and expect people to show up and vote. They don't feel that their vote counts. Our sacred vote is the great equalizer, right? You can yes. be a billionaire or a pauper. And you right can- now, the billionaires are in charge. Right now, the billionaires can do anything they want. They can buy anything. They can buy any sort of access. There's only one billionaire, actually, who's using his money for free speech, and that would be Elon Musk can show up and vote on election day and we're all equal but we're not equal when on election day the people who chose to show up on election day were abused by a system run by men who wanted to bring me down and stop a movement in arizona their sole goal in this election was to stop me and that's on the maricopa board disgusting they should be run out of their jobs, to be honest, at the very, bare minimum. But I think we should have a, a new election. I think that is something that should be on the table, this time run by competent people who are independent, who are not trying to bring down it. There's a point where, I mean, honestly, if you can't question this election, this midterm election, particularly in Maricopa County, if you can't question this election, you can't question any of them, and it's over, it's over, it's over. You've got... Right now, a bourgeois and a proletariat. We're the poor people. We're feasting on the crumbs. They've got a bastille in Washington, D.C., where political prisoners are being held without court dates, with no release for two years, many of them in solitary confinement. And now you're taking away the only voice that Americans have, and that is the right to vote and their vote. And when you do that, it's not going to end well for those in the ruling class. It's not going to end well. It can't. Let's come back wrap things up. This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. If you get a chance to check out the podcast, you can hear all the satire, all of the uh, interviews, all of the commentary. It's a two-hour version of the show. No commercials. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.